Young Pro Show, hosted by Dom Fry, the insurance guy. Would you still do something great if nobody ever saw it? A podcast for young professionals to come together and talk about their goals and their path to get there. And if I fail, I'll fail forward. I sit down with other forward-thinking individuals and talk about what they are doing to accomplish their dreams of tomorrow. Maintaining strength while living in your purpose. Mm. Now let's dive into the next legendary episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Young Pro Show. I'm your co-host, not your co-host, I'm the host, Dom Fry, the insurance guy. Today's episode is the standard Golden Nuggets episode. So on this show, I go in in depth on my thoughts, my opinions on the last three episodes, last three guests that I've had on, and things that I have picked out from them that I have really enjoyed with them trying to share, not trying, them sharing their story, their experiences, and you know just wherever they are at within their career. So today's episode, I'm going to be going through the last three, which were the episode with John Suter, episode with Nate Scales, the high-energy Nate Scales, and then the episode with my teammate, Sarah Moyer. So let's dig into the episode with John. First and foremost, uh, this episode was amazing, and I know I say that about every single one, but this one, uh, you know, for multiple different reasons, just kind of struck a different chord with me. Um, than a, a lot of the previous ones that I've had. And I think at the core of it, I think it's because me and John ha- have similar personalities and similar mindsets, you know, when it comes to, um, you know, not just our career, but just our the activities, the hobbies that we have, and just you know, really at the core of it, but why you do what you do. And, you know, John, right off the bat, came out running. Came out running talking about how, you know, he was always been somebody – who has enjoyed, you know, specifically talking about his track and field days at Heidelberg, talked about how he enjoyed practice over races, how he has always enjoyed the process of things um, more than the actual result or the event itself. And for myself, I feel like I can relate with that. I'm somebody that, you know, is very uh, goal-oriented, very, always thinking long-term, And, you know, I love the idea of the dream, love the idea of the carrot, you know, something to chase after. And just that continual grind day after day after day, putting that time in, you know, those hours, those days, those weeks into, you know, whatever um, I may be trying to achieve. So I love John coming, you know, straight out like that. Um, you know, straight out the gates coming out strong. And then, you know, there were several different nuggets that he shared that I just really, really appreciate. So just want to go through a couple of them. First, you know, he talked about, you know, there was one event in his life that kind of changed his, uh, well, several events, but one event that dramatically changed his career and where he was going. And that was with a conversation that he had with Dr. Trevor Bates, a professor at Heidelberg. And, you know, Professor Bates could see how passionate John was about track and field, how passionate he was in other areas of his life. And he says, if you are not that passionate about your career and your classes you are studying, you're in the wrong field because you're, um, you know, just the way John is, his character, who he is as a person would say a lot 
Um, and, you know, and if he doesn't have that same passion about his career, it's not the right one for him. And then he said literally right there that day, he said athletic training is not for me. Uh, it's not, you know, long-term what I want to do. And additionally, he also said moving forward, any career, any hobbies, anything I want to do, like I want to take that passion, that motivation that I have. And if I'm not that motivated, then what's the point of me even doing it? And he said that, and for me, that was like a major mic drop moment because, again, like that is similar thought processes that I have. That I struggle to, um, I'm not a very, you know, being honest, I'm not very diversified in what I like to do, my hobbies, but like I, I like to, you know, professionally, whatever it may be. Personally, I would rather be a master at five things and be very, very good at these five things than to be mediocre or average at 15 to 20. And, um, you know, I I just like putting all my marbles together and just, you know, really going in and giving all I have in, you know, these couple different areas. So John's sharing that and how that was his same mentality and still is to this day with how motivated he is. You know, he's talking about how early he wakes up to work out in the morning at 3.45 in the morning. It's just continuously gotten earlier and earlier. Um, You know, it was just inspiring for me to hear him talk about that and share his story in those regards. Uh, You know, the firefighter story, um, you know, he mentioned about his dad passing away. uh, I believe it was in an accident. And, you know, that's really being at the core of why he is a firefighter you know that he shared he's like if i had the capability to you know in a scene like that in in an accident in a burning building whatever it may be if i have a chance to save somebody's life chance to save somebody's father somebody's mother somebody's brother their sister uncle aunt friend whatever like that's something he takes very very seriously and because of his experiences growing up um it is something that he feels very motivated in that and, you know, very serious approach every single day going into work with that mentality. And yeah, personally, I was just inspired by that. You know, I mean, I, similar circumstance when my dad passing away at an early age, um, you know, not quite as early as what John was, but, you know, just trying to let that fuel you and use that for the better, um, you know, in, the next step of your life and whatever that may look like. So that was, uh, man, I got the chills when he was talking about that. And I, if you haven't listened to John's episode, I would highly, highly recommend to go back and listen to John Studer, um, you know, talking about his career. And then, and then it was really cool. Just kind of how they're different, but similar. He's talking about being a firefighter, but then also the personal trainer. And, you know, in both cases, he needs to be in good physical shape and, you know, the personal trainer, you know, he's like, I, I love working with people. And it was interesting. I thought the attitude that he had was interesting on, you know, like if people are not motivated, because one of my biggest fears when I think about coaching, um, you know, when people have put bugs in my ear about coaching and that I just have no interest in. And I think a lot of it is because, you know, my fear is I was a highly um internally motivated athlete and still to this day a very highly internally motivated individual and like 
to try to coach kids that are not like that, that don't really care that much themselves, and you have to really, you know, push your buttons, that would be really, really difficult for me. So that's why I was interested with talking to John, and what's that like as a personal trainer, somebody that loves fitness so much, and, um, you know, him and his wife, Sarah, love fitness, and they spend a lot of time, you know, um, perfecting uh, building muscle and perfecting their bodies and just pushing their bodies in those ways and in those limits. And for John, him sharing about us, like, you know, how does that work when you have somebody then that's not motivated as a personal trainer? Like, how do you handle that? And it was cool, his attitude, because he saw that as an opportunity. And he mentioned about how he's like, you know, my job is to make them want to work out. You know, like, that's my job. And that's what I see, you know, that's, my passion for it. I, I want them to see my passion. And if they can just get a little taste of that, um, you know, they will be, um, yeah, they'll be able to motivate themselves while working out in whatever goals they may have. So really cool him sharing about that, you know, then long term, you know, him just wanting to be loving the firefighter and hoping to move up within that industry and wanting to be a personal trainer, but also, you know, wants to be able to draw that line, um, if and when, you know, whatever that looks like for, you know, him and Sarah and their family moving forward. Uh, but the firefighters, what he really loves to do and, um, you know, just potentially even getting into cardiac arrest um, at a later time in his life as well. So John's was awesome. John's was a really, really great episode and would highly recommend checking that out. Nate Scales. <laughs> I can't even talk about Nate Scales without laughing. That dude has so much energy. A uh, passion is another great term for Nate as well. Um, a lot of passion. Not a man that's short for words. I think that... I would say, okay, taking away the two-part episode that I had with Jeremy Mann, I think that was the longest episode that I've had with Nate. Um he was awesome. He was awesome just sharing his story and you know him just talking about you know, I was confused, but it was interested, excuse me, not confused, confused or surprised is the better term, excuse me, surprised when, you know, he's talking about how he wanted to get into sports broadcasting, and that was something that he wanted to do, and, you know, he ended up um, not going that route, I ended up getting like a degree in that route, but then didn't get a job in the next position, he was you know, just kind of um, stuck when he graduated with his bachelor's and didn't know what to do. And then when he got just a taste of that teaching, excuse me, got a taste of that coaching experience as a personal trainer and, you know, working with just various different athletes of different sports, that then he realized that, you know, his passion could be in coaching, came back to Heidelberg University to get his master's and to be a graduate assistant for two years on the track team. That was where I met Nate at. And Anita said he instantly started loving it. You know, it, it was awesome. It was great experience. And he knew this was what he wanted to do long term. His first, <laughs> I'm still trying to wrap my mind around that. His first real, uh, his first job that he gets paid for. So, you know, he graduates with, as a graduate assistant, goes to Colgate in New York. And he gets a coaching position for pole vault. He gets a coaching position for an event that he has never coached, never even done a day in his life. I mean, it's just bizarre to think, like, imagine somebody that, um, you know, like on a higher level, imagine the Ohio State Buckeyes 
or, you know, Ryan Day decides that, oh, you know what, that's not a good example. Ryan Day's young. Nick Saban says, you know what, it's been a good run. I think it's time for, you know, uh, me to retire, me to move on to the next stage of my life. He steps away from Alabama. And imagine John Calipari coming into the position, coaching basketball, and him saying, all right, let, let me coach football. It's like, what? Dude, you know, relatively speaking, you know nothing about football. Like, that's not your expertise. That's, I can't say I know that much about John Calipari, but my assumption is that is not the sport that he played the most growing up. That is not the sport that he knows the best, you know, compared to the sport of basketball. And for Nate, he was always a sprinter. He was always a sprinter. And for him to come in, and there's just so many different levels and the dynamic to it. It's the confidence that he brought in with, you know, the other coaching staff, but particularly his athletes, you know, also the amount of homework that he had done beforehand, you know, homework to make sure he knew what he was talking about, but also, you know, just his desire for his athletes to be the best that they could be and to be successful. And, you know, just constantly evaluating himself, evaluating the athletes, and him just doing so much research on the back end within pole vault that nobody even questioned the fact that he had never pole vaulted in his life. Like, it, it really is, you know, and even he shared on the show, he's like, if anybody listens, if any of those athletes listen, they didn't even have an idea. They probably still to this day don't know that he had never coached or never done pole vault before. So I think it says a lot about Nate and just a lot, again, about the confidence that he radiates and just the way he was able to support his athletes that they never even doubted, never even thought, like, man, this dude, this joker has no clue what he's talking about. That never went across their minds, and I think that is really awesome that Nate was able to handle that position and just, you know, and, and knowing Nate Scales personally as a guy, there's nobody that could pull that off better than Nate Scales. Like, that is just Nate's personality, and um, I, I can see that completely, him, you know, being able to handle that situation and just having the confidence to coach an event that he had no experience in. You know, and then he said now he's in Texas, you know, went from New York to Texas and, uh, you know, back to his uh, home roots, so to speak, with the hurdles, sprints. You know, he's doing some high jumps, so a little bit of, you know, uh, some jumps with high jump and hurdles and such, but mainly doing sprints, which is what he's loved to do. And, you know, it's cool him talking about his long-term plan. He's like, my long-term plan is to be a, co a head coach. He's like, I love the assistant coach and where I am right now. And, you know, he's just trying to soak up as much information as he possibly can and just, you know, surrounded by other great coaches and great athletes and just constantly asking questions. And though he doesn't have all the responsibilities that the head coach has, but just getting a glimpse of what that looks like and having, you know, the head coach being able to help him and, you know, delegate um, some tasks and such for Nate to complete is, you know, it's just really cool. Really cool to see him, you know, and – very similar to John Suter, just the passion that those two guys have and, you know, how much, uh, you know, they just love what they're doing. And, you know, when asking Nate about, you know, what is he doing today to reach the dreams of tomorrow, he number one thing was ask questions. So simple, so basic, but um, oftentimes gets overlooked. And, you know, and, and not being afraid to ask dumb questions, not being afraid to, you know, maybe be that pesty um you know, wanting to find a balance, obviously, but not being afraid to ask those questions was really, 
really important for Nate and something that he's still doing this day, you know, and just trying to, he talked about march to the beat of your own drum. And that is another perfect Nate Scales quote as well. Third episode that I had in this trio was with my teammate at Hitchings Insurance, Sarah Moyer. Sarah's episode uh, was really great. Hers was a different perspective on multiple different levels, different perspective than anybody else I had ever had. For her, she had lots of experience, lots of different positions. And a couple takeaways that I had was, one, it was really cool how with the experience she had, you know, she was able to very quickly, especially in some positions, be able to pick up what she enjoys and what she doesn't enjoy. Um, You know, unfortunately... You know, a lot of times people get in a position and they realize they don't enjoy it, but then they just stay there to stay there. And I'm blanking exactly where she was at the moment, but she talked about, you know, being in a sales position. And she got into a sales position very, very quickly. She was like, this is not for me. This is not what I enjoy. And she, boop, bopped out of it and, uh, you know, went back to what her prior role was. Uh, But that was a learning experience, you know, and it's one of those things you don't know until you try it. And, you know, for her, she was able to try it. Um, and just realized, yeah, sales was not for her. So then she was able to remember that and, you know, able to have that piece of experience then moving forward. Um, it it was also a very interesting dynamic. Uh, and I didn't really know, know, I didn't hardly know her story at all going into it, but her talking about how she always wanted to be a stay at home mom. And for her, uh, for her, like within her career, you could say like, that was the pinnacle. That was what she wanted to do. And, as she was a stay-at-home mom, and you know, especially as her boys got older, you know, you know, were getting ready to get the age to go to school, she realized that she did not care for the stay-at-home mom position like she thought she was going to. Um, and she, you know, really the thing that she mentioned, you know, drove her most was wanting to be a part of a team and loving, you know, not, uh, you know, and it's. Uh, being a stay-at-home mom, you know, can be a touchy situation. Like, you know, every every person, every situation is unique, and everybody has, you know, their experiences and what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy. You know, there's not a right or wrong, I guess is what I'm trying to say. There is not a right or wrong at the end of the day, but mainly what is best for you and, you know, potentially your family, but also for, you know, that stay-at-home dad or stay-at-home mom, you know, and what they find, um rewarding for you know their careers and their lives and in sarah's position you know she just kind of found out that that wasn't for her that she really loved working with a team really loved you know having co-workers having you know older people younger people and just you know having a team effort to be able to work towards a common goal you know, and I think that was really cool, her sharing that. Um, but even, you know, not just, I think it's relatable for a lot of people because it can, it's not just being a home, a stay at home mom, but how many people potentially have this pinnacle and they say, this is what the top of my career would be. This is what I'm searching for. And then once they reach there, or maybe it's a dollar amount, maybe it's a car, whatever it may be, once they reach that goal, then they get to the, what they thought was going to be the top of the mountain. And they say, this isn't as good as I thought it was going to be. This isn't as rewarding as I was hoping or I was expecting. And 
it can be challenging, but, you know, to be able to take a step back and say, okay, this wasn't what I thought it was going to be, but that's okay. It was an experience. I found that out. I'm glad I was able to try it out. I'm glad I was able to have this trial run, so to speak, and now I'm ready to move on to, you know, what is the next step of my career or the next step of my life. And for her, she talked about, I believe it was at the fairgrounds, um, you know, here in Hancock County, being involved with that, and then ended up, you know, um, you know, reaching an agreement at Hitchings Insurance uh, and, and getting in and her just being a part of the service team and how she is, you know, I mean, I've been there coming up two years and just absolutely loved the team aspect of that. And, you know, just the teammates and just the culture that we have within our office. Uh, but then also, you know, her role within, um, you know, updates within, you know, the software program that we are using within our agency and how she has really enjoyed having a leadership role within that way and being able to, you know, help the agency uh, in those regards has been really beneficial and just something that she has enjoyed, you know, taking a lot of pride in as well. So, and then on top of it, it was really cool getting the the nugget on the photography for her. You know, I knew that she did photography on the side, but that is something that she has had a passion for for a long time. And she, you know, is just content. I think I think content is the right word to use for her photography business. That it's not necessarily like she's trying to conquer the world with it um, but it's just something she enjoys to do and loves to help families out and especially people you know that she may already know and have those connections that she just loves to take pictures uh, so it's cool to be able to see her follow her passions in those regards with that being said I would like to give an update and make an announcement on the young pro show just not a huge update but just a slight update moving forward i like to keep you know my listeners followers those that are following along with the journey first off as always thank you thank you so much for being a part of this journey i love you all from the bottom of my heart and appreciate you tuning in uh i mean man i'm yeah, let's be real. You ain't tuning in for me. You're tuning in for all the guests that I'm having on and you know, to share to hear their story. So really appreciate the support, though, that you are uh, you know, giving me and these guests every single, uh, I guess, every other Tuesday on this show. But the update that I'd like to provide is I've just been really thinking about these Golden Nugget episodes in particular. Um, you know, just being honest and shooting straight. They're really convenient for me. You know, I post episodes every two weeks. So that is, you know, four episodes every two months. So for two months worth of content, I have to contact three people. And then the Golden Golden Nuggets episode, as I mentioned, I do enjoy. I like being able to dive into, you know, the prior episodes. But it's also pretty easy for me as well. Uh, A lot easier for me to just sit here and talk to myself than to you know, contact a fourth person and try to schedule around their time and potentially edit the file and yada, yada, yada. Um, but when I've been contemplating, and not yet, at this point I'm not contemplating, I am moving forward, and this is going to be the last Golden Nuggets episode for the foreseeable future. Um, as I mentioned, these have been great, and I have enjoyed them, but... My list is getting long enough of potential people to interview. There are multiple people which I have interviewed already, 
which I would really like to bring on the show. Um, they have been spectacular, you know, and they have changed careers just within, you know, the last year and a half um, that I've been doing this show. So I just have a long enough list now that I, um, I'm like, you know what? These Golden Nugget episodes are great, but I really want to get more into the guest. And at this point, with my schedule and the time and stuff that it takes, I would like to stay with, you know, the every other week. I want to stay with, you know, one episode every two weeks. But I think the best thing moving forward would be to, you know, yeah, for the time being, just be done. Stop and be done with these Golden Nuggets episodes. And, you know, that would allow for another i believe when i had done the math before it was like six times a year i'd be doing the golden nuggets episode so that's you know if i'm doing every other week that's 26 episodes a year and six of them are just me talking to myself so let's just scrap that for the rest of 2021 and i'm excited to just be able to reach out to more people and get more people involved and just i mean i'm sound like a broken record at this point but like really this episode this podcast is really just a great way for me to get nuggets from other people and to learn from them and you know record that conversation and you know what if other people can listen if they can pick up a nugget that's great that's awesome um you know but at the end of the day i enjoy doing this and it's something that i am learning from every person that i have on so that is the update for the young pro show so moving forward this will be the last golden nuggets episode for the foreseeable future thank you for listening to this episode thank you for being along for this journey you know as always if you have any questions have anything um you know you would like to hey don you know what i I like this ah you know i don't like this like i'm all for constructive criticism i'm all for encouragement i'm all for any kind of interaction so feel free to contact me in whatever way is easiest for you and yeah if you want to stay in touch with the episode and just you know who the guests are what's going on i try to post for every single episode in just a one time hey here's a little snippet here's a little nugget here's a you know here's what the latest episode is on um so the young pro show is on facebook it's on twitter and it's on instagram so whatever you prefer you can check it out on your preferred social media platform thanks for listening to another episode of the young pro show you can interact on social media the young pro show is on facebook Twitter, and Instagram. My personal pages can be found at DJFry25. Thanks for your time. Thanks for listening to the show. I love you all from the bottom of my heart. And God bless you.